with an army rising. The church is the breathing grounds for raising godly men and women who are willing to apply kingdom principles and values to bring transformation to their respective societies. We need to have a national focus. We don't have to lose this ambition or else we work against the Great Commission. They are equipped in righteousness. Unless our righteousness exceeds those who just know ABC and surprise others to do, but they don't do. Unless we see that. We pray for God to raise right ministers in our nations. We pray for God to raise right tax collectors. We pray for God to raise right security agents. They are bold and fearless. Standing your ground when the battle has been heated to such an extent that everyone is running away. But we don't quit. But we know no defeat. The agenda to possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost hour. Stay tuned in. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to thank God for yet another opportunity. We said last week that the Puritans saw family as the basic unit of society and a little church in itself. Yeah, in the light of this understanding, we began looking at the Puritan view of family life. Namely, the family life as a calling and the family life as a church and a seminary. Now, so we looked at the family life as a calling, and today we will graciously tackle the family life as a church and a seminary. So the family life as a church or as a seminary. There was a very high expectation from the parents of the Puritan family. Especially the father, when viewed against the Puritan's idea of family as the seminary of church and state. So they never viewed the family just as a seminary in respect to the church, but a seminary in respect to the state. They were producing people to serve the church, and they were training people to serve the state now, with the principles of the kingdom of God. Now, one share a busiano say nipa a free move bano obenya entity to say one where a sofudia for an answer would so for. That is why I said there was this high expectation 
of the Puritan parents to do much more, to raise children for the church and to raise them for the state. It is not enough to give birth. You have to raise the child. The caring is as important as giving birth. This is a responsibility that the Puritan did not joke with. They took it very seriously. Now let's go to Judges chapter 13. Judges chapter 13. Then let's skip the verse 1 and begin from verse 2. Judges 13. A certain man of Zora named Manoah from the clan of Danites had a wife who was childless, unable to give birth. Now, bear me be wawa of free Zora of free down for Ebusian Bimwa, needing Eddie Manoah, na Niri ye boning. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are barren and childless. But you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. The radibo for you know what say Obano no catcher no say she we obabuning na wo nanso ubinin saying awo obabarima. Now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink, and that you do not eat anything unclean. Na fe she ye na and num bubisa ana and sebiara. You become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite dedicated to God from the womb. That he will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Verse 6. Then the woman went to her husband and told him, A man of God came to me. He looked like an angel of God. Very awesome. I didn't ask him where he came from. And he didn't tell me his name. But he said to me, you become pregnant and have a son. Now then, drink no wine or other fermented drink and do not eat anything unclean because the boy will be a Nazarite of God from the womb until the day of his death. Now, my interest is in verse 8. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I beg you to let the man of God you sent to us come again to teach us 
how to bring up the boy who is to be born. But then your servant, Lord, I beg you to let the man of God you sent to us come again to teach us how to bring up the boy who is to be born. How, Eurade? Verse 9, God heard Manoah and the angel of God came again. So it's not enough to give birth to a child. Now when the birth was announced to the lady and then transmitted to the husband, the husband said, God, let the angel come again. Let the man of God come again and to teach us how to raise the boy. Because God was pleased with the request, the angel came again. Reiterated the instruction he gave to the woman, to the man as well, what the child is going to become and how they should raise the boy. Giving birth is important, but it is more important about caring and raising the boy. So we are saying that the Puritans, they saw the family life as church and a seminary. The word church lends itself to a lot of interpretations. A lot of interpretations. But in this context, I will limit myself to two because that is how the Puritans saw it, the church in the home. That's all to the Puritan, the people in the home, that is the family, are seen as a community of believers who have accepted Jesus as Lord. Everyone in the household. Is seen as a community of believers. God's new community. People who have accepted Jesus who are called the church. What that means is this. The children. The slaves. The helpers. Elderly relatives who lived in the house and whoever was in that home were seen as brothers in the Lord, including the wife or the husband, brothers in the Lord. So your wife is a sister in the Lord. Don't beat her. Your wife is a sister in the Lord. Don't beat her. 
Your husband is a brother in the Lord. Don't beat him. You have to be careful. You see, how beautiful it will be when I wake up in the morning and I see my son. And I say, Sammy, praise the Lord. Brother Sammy, how are you? Don't know how you respond. Say, brother Eric, I'm doing well. some of these things, but that is how it should be. God is my father. But it doesn't mean that he is my children's grandfather. God is my father. But he is not my son's grandfather. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our Father. So he is Jesus' Father and my Father. And if my son is born again, Jesus is saying that our Father. So God is my Father. He is my son's Father. He will be my grandson's father. God is our father. Not my son's grandfather. God is Jesus' God and our God. He is Jesus' father and my father. John 20, verse 17. John chapter 20 and verse 17. I want us to begin to change our mind. Let's see the Christian home as a church. Everyone, everyone is a brother. John 20, 17. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, look at Jesus. He is referring to the Peters as my brothers because he knows that Peter's father is his father. And tell them, I'm ascending to my father and your father. To my God and your God. My God is my son's God. My father God is my son's father God. Your wife is your sister. In the Lord. Treat her well. Secondly, to the Puritan. The home. Where the family dwells. Must be seen as a place 
where active worship service goes on with Christ as the center. The home must be seen as a place where active worship service goes on with Christ as the center. Christ Christ as the center. There must be active service. There must be worship. There must be opening prayer. There should be testimonies. There must be preaching. There must be prayer. There must be intercessory prayer. There must be announcements. There must be benediction. Yes. What we do in church, we ought to do it at home. Active service. The home should be Zion. The city of the living God. Where we can enjoy innumerable company of angels. In the home, there must be that blood that speaks better than that of Abel. They also saw the family as a seminary. Now, when we are talking about seminary, we mean a special school. Providing education in theology and religious history. Targeted at preparing students, in this case, the family, for priesthood or any other service. With the values and principles of the kingdom of God. See, according to John Giri, an English Puritan clergyman who wrote a lot about the lives of the Puritan. He reveals that the typical old English Puritan saw the family as a church both in regard to the persons and exercise. So when he says both in regard to persons and exercise, what he is trying to say is that those in the home must be Christians and they must be practicing Christians. So they saw the family as church. Both in regard to persons in the home. Every person in the home should be a good Christian. And in exercise, so they must be practicing Christians. They admitted none into the home unless you fear God. Now, 
you are not admitted in the home if you do not fear God. Another point is this. They labored that those who were born in it might be born again to God. Because they know that when you went to the altar, God was expecting from you godly offsprings. So they work hard that anyone that is born into the home is born again unto the Lord. Now we together you have to work very hard. Work very hard. One day, two of my children came to me. One was 13, the other was 12. Says, we want to be baptized. They say, we want to be baptized. I, I just did this. The last one, I came home recently and I said, Where is Sarah? And they said, She is going to be baptized. Anytime that they call for baptism, she wants to be baptized alone. And in fact, in her mind, she wants me to baptize her, <laughs> which I don't have to, <laughs> to be baptizing people now. So she wants to be alone with the pastor. She doesn't want anybody to see her that she's baptized me. I don't understand. But recently I came and said, oh, is going to be baptized. Who is going to do that? The pastor in the company of nobody. <laughs> the big brother is going to stand there. And then she is going to be baptized. And then when I came on, I saw her. I said, Sister Ira, how are you? Praise the Lord. You are born again. <laughs> So in my home, everybody is born again. So they don't just follow me as the pastor's children. They should know God for themselves because God is their father. They should have direct access to him. They don't go to God through me. Not at all. Now let's continue. In the Puritan home, the husband is seen as the pastor and the wife as the assistant. Pastor. But for me, I will say this that among the two, any of them that is spiritually strong can take the lead as the pastor and let the second one be the assistant. The husband pastor was responsible to channel the family into religion. To take them to church. On the last day. Oversee the sanctifying of the entire day. And the entire day should be holy and Sanctified unto the Lord. 
So the husband pastor is responsible for taking them to church. And the wife deputy pastor, she try and support. See, anytime that a man calls for prayer and the woman is always giving excuse, she's effectively destroying the family as a church. Anytime the woman gathers the children and the man is doing something else, the man is being a problem to what God wants to do. See, the husband pastor leads the family in worship, daily worship, ideally twice a day, morning and evening. See, the occasion where the father and mother and children will gather, sing some songs, read some scripture, have some devotion is long gone in this jet set age. Everybody is running. Everybody will leave the house at this time. And so now there is no devotion. No, they don't gather around God. They only gather around money. Morning and evening prayers was once an established institution in the Christian home. Today, do we still have it? But pay attention to this. Please. As the number of domestic prayers in the home decreased, the number of home problems and the rate of divorce increased. And I want us to read together if you can. As the number of domestic prayers in the home decrease, the number of and the rate of divorce increase. I want us to pay attention to this. Let's do something about this situation. Because what God expects from you is not just to give birth, but to raise them, like I say. And it is a responsibility. We need to draw God in and draw the family in for a generational blessing. And if you are listening to me, I want you to ask yourself, what can I do different from today onwards? How do I bring God back into the family? How do I make my home a church? And a seminary. Now, as a seminary, see the Puritans saw the father pastor 
as the one who is to cut in Christ. The Ophia Pritan for Adi Emma, say Honomono, and as a Busiano, a year as of the Esuaya, a Jano, a year near Obomodia, the Insemisa, and a whole Imwaye, Emma. Yeah, that is very true. If you are a catkis, you teach orally by asking questions and then people trying to answer. So you'll be a oh yes, Juman so he's a cat kiss to the family, the children in particular. And he teaches them the faith. He examines the whole family when we have returned from service. And then he asks questions to find out where they didn't actually grasp what was said and then try to fill in the gap. Can you imagine how beautiful it will be when we cultivate this habit? Anytime that we come back from church, instead of especially the women rushing to the kitchen and then just standing on the stove, we all sit quietly. The father asks a few questions as to what you understood, what you picked. And then those ones you couldn't grasp, the father who is supposed to be the pastor fills in the gap. Now, when you say, friend, above all, this will be the last for the day. They are in the ideals, in seeing the family as a church and a seminary, the parents. The pastor and the assistant pastor becomes exemplary. They try to live a life that will portray God to the children. See, when your child says you are a man of God, then you are really a man of God. See, people don't know us. They see us from afar. They meet us, especially those of us pastors and elders. They meet us in church. They meet us dressed like this. But your child is so close to you. When your child says that is a man of God, then you, you go to heaven. No way. There's no way you are going to miss it. Sorry, if your parents here try to be a good example. So in the midst of all that we are saying, we are saying that above all, be an example. Don't teach them how to lie. Don't. You only teach them how to lie by showing them how to lie. Be an example. This fellow was shocked by the dad. Father said something. And then this lady said, Oh, dad. And she didn't speak. Now, Abaya can say, Oh, Major. 
were in a vehicle, they were driving back home, and then the man said something Na, to the taxi driver. And then the daughter said, <laughs> when they came home, the girl just went to her room, and the daddy saw that she was somehow offended. Then they had to sit down. Said the, the old man called the daughter, I see. Uh, the man was driving carelessly. And then the girl said, but I thought you were a pastor. The taxi driver was driving carelessly. That's why I said, but the girl said, no, but I thought you were a pastor. You should know better. Thanks for listening to today's word. Subscribe to our social media handles for life transforming messages.